from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, would you look at the time? <laughs> hey, Mocha. Uh-huh. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, the spotlight will once again be on Anthony Bass and that whole controversy um, at uh, Rogers Center tonight and over the weekend. So it was announced that uh, Anthony will be catching the ceremonial first pitch uh, on Pride weekend. Uh, Leslie Lee Cam, a prominent awareness activist, will be throwing out the first pitch. This, of course, after Anthony Anthony Bass posted or reposted a video on his socials um, with somebody talking about uh, boycotting Target and Bud Light and all of that. And he said that it aligned with his beliefs at the time, and then he deleted it, and then he undeleted it and reposted it again and then deleted it again. But he is throwing out the first pitch. Uh, Sorry, he is catching the ceremonial first pitch. Uh, So here is Anthony Bass. My focus should have been from the get-go just doing my job and and being acceptful of everyone's um, decisions and views in life. And through this process, I've learned that. And moving forward, I will definitely know better than to, uh, you know, post my personal beliefs on on my social media platforms so far so good and uh he went through uh all sorts of sensitivity training as people do in these situations however i felt like the video reflected my my beliefs and i took it down because i didn't want it to be a distraction i didn't want it to obviously hurt anyone baseball is for everyone i said that um last week and i stand by it and i mean it so uh, Damon Mori throwing out the ceremonial first pitch, as we know, on Saturday night. Mori, have you been in contact with them? Have they asked your opinion on whether you would be accepting of Anthony Bass uh, catching for you? They have not. I mean, I put in a request asking for Bo Bichette or Kiermaier to catch for me, so maybe that's why they didn't ask me. Right. Or they're just not going to tell me because they don't... I mean, maybe that's who's just going to walk out. Maybe they won't ask. Say, maybe it's not up to you. So so you have you thought about what you're going to do? Like, are you cool with this? Or if you stand there and you're ready to throw out the first pitch and it's Anthony Bass, are you going to go through with it? Or I what's just think plan? that I just think that it would, in my opinion, would suck only because this is like a once-in-a-lifetime moment and then forever this will be the memory attached to it is that this person who did that is catching for me so it would suck I thought that if he was doing it there were like do I place the ball down and walk away or do I ask him to move and just throw it at the wall or right. ask my dad to catch so there are things in my head like what if he does it or do I just do it and you know enjoy my moment and make it you know special for me does it make it less special if he catches a little bit yeah a little bit just because it's it's taking away what what the day is all about right so you have not yet decided what you're going to do is what you're saying. No, I'm weighing out my options. Okay, and your options are to just go through with it or to put the ball, ball down, down and, and walk, away, walk away. Or throw it at the wall. Or throw it at the wall. Like just wait. I mean, it's going to, that's, I, mean, I think option three is going to happen regardless of what your beliefs are. Um, <laughs> you just turn around in, and throw in, in the outfield. In the, in the moment. <laughs> Truly, throw it at Boba Shad at second base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you haven't decided yet, though. I haven't. And I, I just feel that 
it's it's disappointing because this is a moment that's for pride. I'm doing the first pitch, and if he's catching, everyone's going to be watching him and not me. Right. Not that I'm making it about me. <laughs> right. I don't know. Let's go back and count how many times you said me and I in, that, in this whole conversation. Uh, uh, but if he says he has sort of changed and come around. But he did. Uh, but he said it's still his beliefs, and he, like, so it's, uh, I don't know what to... It would have been better if he just, like, if that's, look, I can't control what people think. That's what you want to believe. But maybe just not put that on social media and just, you know, keep your beliefs in your head. You know, this was Pride Month and and you shared something that upset people. Yeah, I just think it's a bad idea all around to even have him involved in any way in these ceremonies. And I said that too, going, why not just give him the day off? To me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, slap the rainbow flag on anything and it's a okay, (laughs) Right? Yeah. Will he wear the uh, the pride jersey they're giving out? Jeez, oh, that's going to oh, be a whole other thing. Are they giving yeah, out a pride jersey? It's a it's a Blue Jays jersey with Damn. a pride cape. With a cape? It's a pride flag cape. Hold on, the Jays got to wear a cape this whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> are they? I don't capes? know if they are, but that's what they're giving out to the fans. A cape? So it's, it's like a it's a jersey. It's a pride cape. Wow. Yo. If the Blue Jays aren't wearing capes this weekend, <laughs> I'd be very disappointed. It's oh. running around those capes. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, a, like, do you want, what is, okay. What, <laughs> <laughs> so, Maury, let me ask you this question, okay? For pride, right? If if everybody did have to wear a cape, what is sort of more gay or what is more in line with pride? If it was a short cape, like mid-back <laughs> or a long cape down to the floor? Mid-back. Mid-back. Oh, of course. A little tiny long, little wave. Like a little tiny cape. Oh, I was going to say, Cover your like, you know. I hope to God Anthony Bass is wearing a tiny little pride cape. <laughs> <laughs> they should make him do that. And he should be the only one. Dude, you gotta wear the cape. <laughs> the entire weekend. The whole weekend. <laughs> Even when he's doing press. Even all of it. <laughs> As long as long as you're in the uniform, yeah, the cape's gotta, gotta be on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it should be uh it should be interesting damn we're thrown at the first pitch saturday night i'll for, be wearing uh, the cape for pride night <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast i don't know how this happened but apparently is it kellis or Kalis, the singer the milkshake Kalis. apparently Kalis is dating bill murray what <laughs> i don't know how that happened She's 43, he's 72. Uh, a source close to the, the pair say that uh, they were spotted at one point and then they were also seen together at the same hotel and have, quote, been getting close for a while. A, fen- a friend reportedly told uh, the same publication that they've met up in the States before, which got people in the industry talking. And now they're meeting up in London, where they, where they both are. Uh, they've been clearly hitting it off. They go on to say uh, whatever it is that has brought them together and however unlikely it seems they are both single and are having fun despite the fairly large age gap. Well, her milkshake brings on the boys to the yard. Right? Some wild <laughs> milkshake to bring right? Bill Murray. That is yeah. like... Don't matter the age. That may be the most vanilla milkshake of all yeah. vanilla milkshakes. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Sean Mendez is getting slammed online. Why? So he worked for like 24 hours writing a uh, a new song called What the Hell Are We Dying For? And the, the, the sort of picture that he used on social media to promote it is a picture of the New York City skyline and what it looked like during the wildfires. 
all right orange so, haze. so he's yeah. using that with what the hell are we dying for and people are like is this like some sort of climate change song but it really kind of sounds also like a breakup song but also who is dying and why are you using that picture to promote this track like people even sean mendes fans are very confused as to what he did and why he did it but here's a little bit of the new song smoke in the air the city's burning down I wanna speak, but I don't make a sound. I'm kind of digging the production on this, though. Locked in my mind, you're all I think about. I wanna save us. So, like, change up some of the words. That's a hype song. Yeah. I like it. I, it I, the, the production is great. The lyrics sound like it was written in 24 hours. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, and he's also, people are like, you know, was the, the, the getting back together with Camila Cabello for two weeks just like, you know, an, an excuse, like, a, a, like a promotional thing mm. for this track. Again? Like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I kind of dig the song, but everything sort of surrounding the release of this, I, I don't think it worked out the way Sean Mendez was hoping. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. For the first time since 1954, a Canadian won the Canadian Open. Nick Taylor did it in spectacular hey. fashion. Here's a little bit of uh, Nick right after his big win. A scene like we have never seen before. Your country has waited 69 years to watch one of its own bring home its national open. Can you put in perspective what it means to be the one to deliver it to them? No. Uh, I'm speechless. This is for this is for all the guys that are here. Um, this is for my family at home. My, my wife Andy and our son Charlie and Harper. It's a uh, I'm very speechless. This is this is the most incredible feeling ever. And he did it by dropping a 72-foot eagle. If you're a golf fan, you know how crazy that is. <laughs> well, here's Nick. <laughs> you just made the longest putt of your entire career to get it done. Can That's you just hard. explain what you saw and what yeah, was going through it. your body before the putt and when you watched it go in? I had a similar line in the... Uh, second playoff hole mm. i knew it was going to be slow with how much rain we've had yes um i wanted to get as close as i can because tommy i thought he's going to make it for that to go in is unbelievable i uh yeah i don't know what to say yeah that rain and that wind it'll catch you every time so but as soon as he dropped the putt they all started celebrating and like mike weir was there there's a bunch of guys there and adam hadwin who i think is ranked like 72 on the tour or something like mm-hmm. that so adam hadwin uh runs out onto the green to celebrate with nick and mike weir and everybody else sure. who's there and adam hadwin has this giant bottle of champagne in his hand mm-hmm. and security tackled him like spectacularly no. tackled him. They didn't know who he was. They had no idea. They thought he was a, like a wild fan. So here is uh, Nick Taylor on Adam getting tackled. Corner of my eye, I saw he got he got a nice tackle there. I hope he's all right. I saw he was upright when I saw him later. So I hope hope he doesn't wake up tomorrow morning with any broken ribs or anything. He he was saying he was hoping he sprayed you with some champagne. Did he get any on you? 
My hat stinks, so yeah, I think it did. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, and uh, Jessica Hadwin, Adam's uh, wife, who's hysterical on Twitter, by the way, I just discovered, um, she tweeted a couple things because there was a new angle that came out in like super like 8K slow-mo of the tackle, oh. and it's brilliant. Damn, and that so, 8K. <laughs> so she wrote, OMG, I can't handle these different angles. The security guard's laser focus on his target. Adam's commitment to the giant bottle of champagne. So many things to take in now with all these point of views. Uh, but she did give an update saying, uh, sorry to leave you all hanging. Had to get the toddler ready for bed. I'm thrilled to report that Adam is still among the land of the living and in true Canadian form apologized to the security guard for being tackled. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, the security guard didn't even apologize to him? That's how it's supposed uh, to work, Adam. Man, like when you watch when you watch these slow-mo videos, it it's, is like, it looks like football because the security guard is behind Nick as he's, as he's hugging. I think it's Mike Weir that he's hugging, right? Uh-huh. Or caddy um and uh and so he's like the security guard comes running behind like he's like he's bypassing the defensive line to get to the quarterback and it's just insane and champagne is spraying off everywhere like it's incredible it's such a good video oh shoot (laughs) 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 that security he did his job though yes he did (laughs) god you would feel bad though huh oh security guard you know like hey how come uh pro golfers don't have their their names on their back because he wasn't playing like he wasn't like he was just there like he wasn't wasn't in the final like he wasn't no like like and i think their caddies have their name on the back yes yeah 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 the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh Nicki minaj has shared a snippet of barbie world with ice spice for the new barbie movie here's that stop playing with him riot and I'm bad like a Barbie. I'm a doll, but I still want to party. Pink bad like I'm ready to bend. I'm a 10, so I pull in a 10. Like Daddy, Stacey, Nikki. All of the Barbies is pretty. One of the Barbies is bad. It girls. And we keep playing tag. Yes, I'm here right. for it. I'm a fan of Ice Spice. Uh, and uh, Amy Schumer was on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy Cohen brought up the fact that, if you remember, Amy Schumer was originally in development to uh, do the Barbie movie, and that didn't work out. Here's Amy. You were originally slated to star in the Barbie movie. You dropped out due to creative differences. They said I was too thin. Ah. (laughs) Can you name a specific reason you dropped out and will you be seeing the movie? I can't wait to see the movie. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, it really was just like creative differences. But, you know, there's like a new team behind it. And it it looks like it's like very feminist and cool. So I will be seeing that movie. Was it that it didn't feel feminist and cool when you were involved in it? It was a little. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. So because if you remember, I think the original treatment that she said, it revolved around a shoe. And I remember Amy oh, wasn't happy about that. Like it, re- like it really, like. Oh, it wasn't her idea. It was like the studio's idea. I, th- I think that there was. Wow. I think that she had a script, and then it went to them, and then they put it through around a round of rewrites, and and what came back, Amy just wasn't happy with it all. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it was about a shoe. I think that I think that that was what I read. That that was the sort of. And it just so happens it was Amy Schumer. Was going to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my guys. That was funny. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Tony Awards. Let's go to the Tony Awards here. We'll start there. Okay. Uh, So one of the things that you need to know about the Tony Awards Mm -hmm. 
is that there was a big sort of will they or won't they or what's going to happen because the writers strike. It's very difficult to do an awards show um, during a writers strike. And uh, Ariana DeBose, who was incredible, by the way, um, did an opening monologue and sort of explained that there was they did approach the Writers Guild people. Mm -hmm. There was a compromise that happened. There was no details as far as what that compromise was. But here's a little bit of uh, Ariana on stage. And so, so now you're asking, well, what's the compromise? Well, we don't have a script, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I am live and unscripted. You're welcome. So to anyone who may have thought that last year was a bit unhinged, to them I say, darlings, buckle up. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, but there was one moment where, because um, I, I, like, I don't even know if she was allowed to have stuff on paper, right? Because that would have been, like, I if, don't, I don't think she, she was. Wrote it herself. So there was one part in the show where she's out in the audience and supposed to introduce somebody because she was doing most of it from memory. Yeah. But she has actual notes like written on her arm oh. that I guess at some point became illegible. So here is um, uh, Ariana throwing to one of the uh, presenters. And I'm going to tell you that Best Featured Actress in a Play is up next. And also, I don't know what these notes stand for. So please welcome whoever walks out on stage next. Oh my God. That's great. Oh, good for her. So she, like, Ariana was so just perfect for all of this. Like, she, I, her performance was incredible on that stage. Uh, but one of the big uh, things from the night was Lee Michelle, who is the star of Funny Girl on Broadway, um, closing out the show and... It's one of the few times they've allowed a performer to perform on the Tonys who wasn't eligible to be nominated for a Tony. Here's a little bit of Lee Michelle. Tell me not to leave, just Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to fly. I simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me, Ooh. not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? Wait, you don't like it? It's just a bit over the top, isn't it's very, it? It's very theater. What do you want? What song is this, Maury? Don't Rain in My Parade. Don't Rain in My Parade. From Funny Girl. Which... Which, with oddly enough, Lee Michelle did this at the Tonys in 2010, the same song. Oh, because that's when Glee was sort of at its peak, and it was yeah. one of the tracks that she did in Glee. So, why wasn't Lee Michelle uh, eligible to be nominated for Funny Girl? So, the the rules for the Tonys are weird, man. So, according to the Tony Awards, the rules and regulations under the eligibility requirements, in order to be eligible, the actor or actress must perform in the lead role of the production's opening night and must perform in the minimum number of performances to which the uh, producer of such production must invite and make tickets available to Tony voters. If you remember, um, Beanie Felstein was the original one cast uh, in the role as uh, in Funny Girl. And then the show was at risk of being shut down because of bad reviews and horrible ticket sales. So then they fired Beanie and they brought in Lee Michelle. And now the show is a rot like 
thriving oh, success damn. on Broadway. Um, so she's ineligible to win. And they've only one time, it was like back in 19, I don't even know what it was, like the 70s, I think, where they ever nominated somebody who took over a role for another actor on Broadway, which I had no idea that that was even like. Nah, they should allow it. Right? It's yeah. for a performance. I don't think these these rules make any sense. You're If you're nominated as a performer, how long you've been on stage doesn't matter. We're awarding you for a great performance. But I yeah. guess what they what it means is that like you can't nominate the nine people who have starred in Les Mis. Why not? Right? Because it just doesn't work that way. Who's Tony? How do I call him? I don't know. It's just you, this is your thing, man. You're the Tony's I don't expert. Agree with this. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So that's why Lee Michelle was not uh, yeah, was Don't not rain nominated. on my parade. <laughs> <laughs> And Life's candy and the sun's a ball of color. Don't bring around a clattering on my parade. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. New poll asked 8,000 people, would you rather be 30% smarter or 90% more attractive? More attractive. Smarter. Oh. God, if I was 90% more attractive, I could stop the wars. The world blow up. <sighs> okay. Right? Like, I have to go smarter on this one. We'd have to keep right? you, like, you know, behind closed doors. We. We, <laughs> bro. I swear. Every single day, you're getting more and more like Joe from you. Yeah, I know. I know. And you, you, want, you, like wonder, you, you want me to stop, like, you want complimenting to, I've you? said it to you a million times. Please stop. Yeah, for years. Like, a million times. For you years. Don't listen, you don't listen. <laughs> it's like... But you love compliments. No, I, I do love compliments, but there's a line between a compliment and that. Uh, so, okay, so let me pull the room here. Uh, Mocha, if you had smarter. the opportunity, uh, 30% smarter or 90% more attractive? Smarter. That's shocking. Uh, Shem. What? Smarter, for sure. Maury. 90% better looking. Why? You're married. Why yeah, do you want to be better? I'd like to be able to be 90% better looking. Why? For who? For myself. What are you going to do with that? Look at it. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Look at him here. You still need the magnifying glass. Oh, oh, wow! Oh, but that wasn't that, that wasn't a question. That wasn't a question. That wasn't a question. Sorry, I was just, more uh, attractive. Oh, like is adding. it physical beauty? Uh, it was close. Fifty-three percent of people they said that they would rather be ninety percent more attractive. Forty-six percent of people chose thirty percent smarter. Hmm. Did you think it was going to be that close? But it's like looks fade. Like that intelligence you could use for the rest of your like I guess unless I know, you but when you're when you're ninety percent better looking, you don't need smarts, right? Right. Well, I tell you, if you oh, if you became ninety percent like the world just gets easier when you're better looking, mm-hmm. right? Like Tell it just it just it. it just is. It just is. That's like the, the the you want it like that's the greatest privilege of all. It doesn't matter what part of the world you're from, what your background is, what your race is, the attractive people are the top of the tops in every part of this world. Me, Attractiveness me, 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 me. is the number one privilege. Bro, all you talk about, Maury, is you. I know, but look at Roscoe. It's gorgeous. so great to be gorgeous. Where did you get that? Like, I don't know who you think, like, who he I am. He doesn't listen. You don't listen at all. Like, you don't. Well, like, I need to be 20% smarter. <laughs> First of all, it's supposed to be 30. Oh, my God. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, apparently, Netflix cracking down on password sh- sharing is yeah. a huge success. 
Netflix what? started oh. enforcing it on May 23rd, and over the uh, past uh, six days after that, they averaged 73,000 new signups per day, including nearly 100,000 on uh, May 26th wow. and 27th. I thought you were going to say it was a huge fail. No, from May 25th to the 28th, they had the most new signups since 2019, which is when everybody wow. signed up because of the pandemic and everybody was staying at home, right? So, yes, a lot of people did ditch Netflix, but what they're saying is that the more people who got busted for password sharing uh, out completely outweighs with new subscribers than the people who said that they were, in fact, leaving Netflix. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Britney Spears' lawyer, her high-powered attorney, uh, Matthew Rosengard, is slamming a report that Britney's on meth. What? So the Daily, he says this, the Daily Mail, the writer was Daphne Barrick, uh, posted a story yesterday, this is the lawyer saying, containing numerous false and defamatory fabrications concerning my client, Britney Spears, that are attributed to Kevin Federline and his children in, in particular regarding crystal meth. So in this article, they said that it was Kevin Federline and the kids who were concerned that Britney was on meth. And then Kevin Federline came out with his own statement saying it saddens our family that Daphne Barrick decided to fabricate lies and publish uh, the heartache our family has endured along with the trauma of our minor children. Then Brittany released her own statement, but it was weird because Brittany comes out to slam the report, but Brittany's not mad or she's not slamming that the report is false. Brittany completely bought into the fact that K-Fed was the one that told them this. Oh, gosh. So so Brittany's statement is the fact that people are claiming uh, things that are not true is so sad. This may not even be them saying such things because it doesn't work, make any sense uh, for me, for them to be saying that. It makes me sad because I tried so hard to make things nice for you and it was never good enough. You guys go behind my back and talk about me. It breaks my heart and the news is so low hopefully it is just the news being hateful and kevin nor preston her son said any of those things so like she like immediately her head went to they actually said it so when she released her statement her statement was based on the fact that how could you say this stuff as opposed to the whole thing is fabricated like what kind of relationship do they all have where that's where her head goes so and nobody briefed her on this? No, apparently not. Girl. I know. So that's the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Denver Nuggets win their first NBA oh, championship. Yeah, Three pointers won't go. Rebound called on Pope. They're not going to foul. The Heat will let it play out. It's over. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. You guys remember the beginning of the season when I called it? Yeah, I said Denver sure. was going to go all the way and win. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, shockingly, though, Denver missed 20 of the first 23 three-point attempts and then seven of their final 13 f- free throws yet somehow managed to uh, to, yeah. to win it all. We still did it. Uh, here is <laughs> NBA Commissioner Adam Silver announcing the 2023 NBA Finals MVP. No surprise here. This is the first finals MVP trophy that we're giving out since Bill Russell's passing. And he'd be incredibly pleased. It's another center. 
This year's Bill Russell Finals MVP goes to Nikola Jokic. Well deserved. Uh, Jamal Murray of Kitchener, Ontario, becomes the ninth Woo! Canadian yes. to win an NBA. Yes. Yes. Big up my guy, Jamal Murray. Right? Well, uh, I can claim him. I used to live in Kitchener. Okay, I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, in Raptors news, uh, Fred Van Vliet has reportedly chosen to hit the open market and cash in on another big contract somewhere else. Really? Uh, Van Vliet was set to make $22.8 million in the final year of his four-year deal for $85 million uh, with the Raptors, which was the biggest contract ever signed by an undrafted player in NBA history. He opted out, declining his final year player option. So he will be a free man as of July. Oh, Federico. Shem, what do you think? Uh, it was, it's not surprising that he opted out. He's gonna. Mm-hmm. It's his last sort of chance. He's 29, I think he is now. Last, last chance, chance to what, though? To, to, get what? A, no, to, to get a massive, massive but contract. Is, is, is $22.8 million a year not a massive, massive contract? Of, of course it is, yeah. Right? To, to us, yes, but no, in, to, even, in the even, NBA. Even in sport, it's no, a massive contract. He's going to get 30 mil. No. Uh, he's going to take oh, him. Who's interested? Who's going to get 30 mil? Yeah. Is he staying in the East? Um... I actually think the Raptors are going to re-sign him. Really? I know what? that sounds crazy. I think they're going to re-sign him. I don't think so. I, I think don't. he's going to the Avalanche. The Avalanche play hockey. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. Sorry. Because there's nothing wrong Thanks, with that. More. <laughs> Maury, you looked nervous even. Like, Maury dipped his toe in that conversation, right? And he was, like, all jittery and shaky. And, like, he thought he was going to try something out, right? Like, just thought, like, you know what? Hey, let me see what this world feels like. How's that world feel, more? Not, not, not good. <laughs> not good. Not good. An avalanche of so emotion is what's happening right now. Uh, but I agree with you more. The avalanche is probably where he will wind up. <laughs> Look at Mocha. He looks so mad. I, he's so disappointed in you. Like you know, you know, you know, like one more. You know this look. You know He's when your father. You know when your. You know when your father looks at you with just absolute failure in his face. Oh yeah. Right. I that's, saw that yesterday. That's what. Uh, that's what Mocha looks like right now. <laughs> like a failed father. The confidence. <laughs> He's so. He's so confident. Guys, guys, guys. I think he's gonna go. I'm no, he's not gonna be. I think he's gonna be the avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. What about me? I have opinions. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, uh, so I don't know if you saw this. The um, USGA, the uh, the people who are uh, running golf, they took um, Adam Hadwin's uh, locker yeah. when he showed back up uh, on the tour, I guess. And then inside the locker was like a note being like, hey, we're glad you're back. And I uh, just want you to know that we care about your safety. And in his locker was like a high-vis vest and a hard hat. Oh, no. <laughs> he was the guy that got tackled. Oh, no. <laughs> the open over Great the gag. weekend. Great gag. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> that was kind of cool. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Pedro Pascal is uh, doing an interview with, who was he talking to? It was like another actor, wasn't it? Yes, the guy from that Netflix show. Mozart. Loved. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I don't remember. Too hot to handle. No, 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 no. Never Steven ever. Yen. Oh. oh, from uh, Beef. Yeah, from Beef. Mm-hmm. So I guess that uh, Pedro Pascal was talking about like some weird road rage incident that he was in, and it sounded absolutely disgusting. What? But yesterday, I cut somebody off to get out of their way. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like cause an accident, but I was like, I saw an opportunity. I got in. This person really didn't want me to do that. 
I got out of his way and then got into the left turn lane and he was like laying on the horn, laying on the horn. And I was like, get it out, get it out. My little sister was next to me in the passenger seat. And I was like, yeah, 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 you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then I hear her go, oh my God. And I look over and there is a big glob of saliva. Like, damn. It was, and just dripping down the side of the, Ew. of the passenger window. <laughs> my sister was like, Yeah, yeah. So like a glob from the driver's side, he just like hopped a hard loogie at you? Yeah. That's so gross. So who does that? That would, I would be so distracted. Who works in like on the road, like at a car? Yeah. Like, who like, does that? Make does you feel better? that. Yeah, like, does that? it? I guess maybe it makes somebody like, feel better. Like, I got, I got that driver good. Yeah, I guess. Like, but. Right? I spit on their Kia. Yeah. <laughs> you think Pedro Pascal's driving a Kia? Mm, no. He Bro, seems like Sorry, a, no offense, Shem. I was going to say. Sorry, oh, brother. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Shem. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I got to watch my Kia words. <laughs> Kia hate will not be accepted, sir. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, you got to read this review from GQ talking about the idol. Jesus. Um, so they go really hard on the last 10 minutes of episode two with the quote unquote um, sex scene uh, where it's apparently supposed to be so good that this is like the kind of sex that Jocelyn's going to throw her entire career away for him. Jocelyn is the, the character? main character. Yes. Okay. So is here's what here's Lily Rose Depp's character. Yes. Okay. So here's what she says. Uh, the uh, this reporter says in GQ, it's hard to imagine anything as unsexy as what we're told to believe is the most radical boundary pushing TV sex ever at the Cannes the Cannes Film Festival premiere. Sam Levinson, who co-wrote the series with The Weeknd, said, "Quote." Sometimes things that might be revolutionary are taken too far. This was in response to allegations of the show just being gratuitous male gaze torture porn. That he doesn't see the irony in that statement, given that the dialogue and choreography feel like they're plucked from the brains of a horned up teenager who just found out they could Google boobs is perhaps one of the biggest self-owns in history. She goes on to say Levinson and The Weeknd are simply just two children in a trench coat. To them, sex is as follows. A woman gets so turned on because a man exists, then something messy and weird happens in the middle, which they don't show. And then finally, when it's over, she lets them know that that was the best time she's ever had. (laughs) The article that I read on page six was quite the opposite of the reaction on Twitter. Oh, however, uh, HBO is uh, hitting back against um, some of the reports that the ratings are way down. So uh, initially they had said that it was 913,000 people who tuned in episode one, 800,000 in episode two. But the way HBO does stuff is it's accumulative, right? Streaming and and time delays and everything else. So they're now saying uh, 3.6 million across all platforms for episode Mm -hmm. one, which isn't bad. Uh, That outpaced the viewership for uh, Euphoria's episode one in 2019 and white lotus in 2021 so Show me the proof. Uh, i don't know i mean you know yeah. it's their, it's their number numbers. out of the air it's their numbers uh why what were you reading about the people loved it i hated it oh hated it this woman hated it yeah what ross read she hated it she oh, it hated like it she liked it no she says no, the worst sex she hated it no on page six they were quoting um like people on twitter 
yeah. that are going in on the weekend. We, like we talked about this yesterday, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the perception of the weekend has completely changed. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. God, it's so wild. Are you going to watch episode three? Um, I, I see that's the I, thing. Like I everyone hates it, hates I it, but they're going to keep watching. There's only five of them though. So that's the, that's is the there? only sort of saving grace. Yeah. I think there's only five. Oh. I think there only did five episodes because remember they re had to reshoot the whole thing. Right. You're better to it's not, not even eight. They're only doing five. I think it's five. I read five. Uh, not even six, Maury. Only five. <laughs> <laughs> not e- believe it or not, not even seven. However, however, could have been four. <laughs> True. But guess what, Maury? Five. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. End of an era, 79-year-old Pat Sajak is retiring from Wheel of Fortune. He says, well, the time has come. I've decided that our 41st season, which begins in September, will be my last. It's been a wonderful ride, and I'll have more to say in the coming months. Many thanks to you all. If nothing else, I'll keep the clickbait sites busy. Uh, The weird thing is is that Pat Sajak is 71, and I guess he's staying 76, 76, sorry. And he's staying on for three years as a consultant? What do you mean? What in the hell is there to consult on Wheel of Fortune? That just means he doesn't want to leave. He still wants that paycheck. What? Why? Yeah, what do you consult? Why? It's the easiest job in the world. Are you sure he had to spin his wheel? (laughs) Pat Sajak has the easiest job in show business. I think we looked this up one time because I remember years ago. Remember years ago when I was talking to the Vic DeBona people about uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, right? And they gave me the schedule of that show Mm because I thought I was going to have to like leave my whole life if I was going to go host America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm -hmm. And the guy on the phone was like, bro, it's one Sunday a month. Yeah. And I was like, like enough episodes. Yeah. And I was like, one Sunday? You wouldn't even have to like, I wouldn't even have to tell anybody until it started to air. Yeah. How was your weekend? Good. What'd you do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Don't watch TV in the fall. Meanwhile, you filmed five episodes. Yes. AFV. Right. Well, the price is right. They filmed two a day. Yeah. But no, this is like Google Maury right now. How many how many days a, a year does Pat Sajak work? You got it, Shem? Yeah. So Pat and Vanna White, they hung it up for four days a month, every other Thursday and Friday to film <laughs> to film six to film six. And you want to be a consultant day. for yeah. that? Four wow. days a month. Bruh. That's a great job. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the sex experts at lovehoney.com recently conducted a survey asking men and women what professions they consider to be the, the most sexually attractive. Like, what are the most sexy professions? Mm, okay? HR. HR. <laughs> yeah. Publicist. Yeah. Right? Okay. HR. My answer is HR. Yeah. Okay. Your answer better be photographer. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So here, according to the women, the uh the the sexiest professions that they find in men, firefighter. Mm. I know a hot firefighter. Builder. Like build a bear? Like the guy who runs the machine? No, construction. Like construction. Oh, construction. I got you. Uh, police officer, mm-hmm. doctor, mechanic, mm-hmm. paramedic, mm-hmm. musician electrician, farmer, and lawyer. Now, for the men, fellas, you came through. Here are the professions slash fetishes that uh, you guys all found to be the sexiest. Flight attendant, nurse. These are all fantasies. Secretary, teacher, actor, police officer, doctor, bartender. You ready for this, Shem? Talk to me. Maid. 
Okay, these are these are like this is not what jobs. These are like what sexy Halloween costumes do you find the most attractive? Well, same with the men, firefighter. The uh, the that sounds like Shem's browser. <laughs> <laughs> there was one profession that was the bottom of both lists. One profession oh, no. that was at the bottom of both lists for the men and women as the least sexiest profession. Okay, go. Judge. <laughs> Not in the browser history. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Donald Trump will appear in a federal courthouse in Miami this afternoon for an unprecedented and historic court appearance as the first former president to face federal charges in U.S. history. Trump is expected to be taken into custody and placed under arrest by U.S. Marshals and arraigned at 3 p.m. Uh, before a magistrate judge. He's expected to plead not guilty to all the charges. Uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith charged Trump in a 37-count indictment last week, Ooh. alleging that Trump mishandled classified documents brought down to Mar-a-Lago, uh, his resort, and engaged in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. That's where all this is coming from. So 37 counts, he'll be... Photographed, mugshot, printed, all the tings. Tried to be <clears throat> slick by keeping all that paperwork in his bathroom. Yep. <laughs> right? Not where you keep the important stuff. But the crazy thing is, is that he's still allowed to run. Like, you, you can be doing time, like hard time, and you're still allowed to run. Like, there's no law against that that you so can't. So he could be an inmate? At a prison, you can still and run. still be the president. Joe Exotic is running for president, isn't he? Oh, yes, yeah. He is. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like oh, yeah, nobody, not be president, run no, for president. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, there is a new fastest typer in the world. He is a 16 year old named Mythical Rocket. <laughs> okay. He just broke the world record for typing. So I didn't even know this was a thing, but there's a whole speed typing community mm -hmm. out there. And he was turned on to a website called Monkey Type. And Monkey Type is a super like lo-fi website where you just type out, you follow these gibberish words. They're real words, mm -hmm. but the sentences are gibberish. And once they pop up on the screen, you have to type them out. And it goes in 15-second increments. And based on you just typing over and over and over again, it spits out how many words you're capable of typing per minute. Oh, okay? Okay. Monkey type. So, I'm on the website now. Yes. Okay, so... The previous, like, I'll give you, I'll give you some, uh, like, examples here of what would be considered, like, you know, a decent amount of words, right? The average typing speed is 40 words a minute. Uh -huh. However, if you're someone who's, like, great, working around computers, this is your jam, have great skills, 60 to 70 words per minute. The previous record was... 279 words per minute. Wow. This kid just passed 300 oh, words man. per minute. So Lenny filmed himself doing it. So here, listen to this. So I've been in the typing scene for quite a while now, <laughs> and I am excited to announce that I finally hit 300 words per minute on 15 seconds. I've been trying for this for ages. Um, and I'm just, I finally hit it, dude. Like, this came out of nowhere. Um, I hope you enjoy it.
Man, that doesn't even sound real. It just sounds like you're just pressing a bunch of keys, but he obviously. But when you watch, so what happens is, is that the words show up on the screen and uh-huh. you have to look at the screen and type these words out. And it shows you when you get a letter I'm, wrong. I'm on it right? now. It's difficult. Like it shows so, you, it shows you when you get words right, when you get a letter wrong. And that's how it builds how fast, how many words a minute you could type. So right now on their website, monkey type, right? Yes. If you want to practice. Yes. The sentence that they give you that you have to now type out yes. is program large how would only in but how down people up long very most seem tell open in with new fine nation real be good face public so word how nation can small with then fact interest down to out the begin last can off should all face would high. Right. So you're supposed to type all those. Yes. And when you watch this guy do it, mm. those screens are flying by. Damn. Like, it's incredible. 300 words, 300 a, words a minute. you got to watch one of the videos. It's like, play one of the videos. Go to his, uh, oh, God, I was going to say go to his YouTube, but you yeah, have to sit me. through commercial. No, no, I bet you I won't. Uh, go to Mythical Rocket. All one word. Mythical. Mythical Rocket. That's the kid who just broke 300 words per minute typing. Mm. Just to be clear, yeah. not mythical kitten, right? No, no, okay. no, no. Mythical oh, rocket. Okay. Mythical. mythical rocket. There's a video called uh, "Breaking the 300 oh, Word Per Minute." Okay. Don't put the sound up because I think he, this is where he, he, what is he? He swears in this, right? More. Oh, what does yeah, he say? Yeah, he, swears, he, he swears. He says yeah, the, the f word. <clears throat> the f word. Yeah. Don't play that part. Okay. But watch Watching how fast he type. types. Yo, this is unreal. Right? The camera's like facing down at his fingers on the keyboard. Yeah, and, and the I'm, screen. I can't even, with my eyes, I can't even follow I can't the read, words no. that he's typing No, as they're hi- being highlighted on the screen here. No. It's too fast for like my brain to even handle. Yeah, I don't know what these words are. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it more. You probably wow. you probably poop if you watch that. That's just way way too much. Like everything inside you just starts failing. Like you don't even know how to, you don't even know how to comprehend somebody doing something that fast. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Vegas Golden Knights. Woo, baby. Twenty seconds remaining. The Golden Knights start to celebrate on their bench. Silver trophy to the Golden Knights. Oh yeah! What I say? Three. What I say at the beginning of the season? <laughs> yeah. Go back, check the tapes. I said it. Vegas was gonna win, and yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, Pulling yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Oh my God. It's- yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got nine to three though. My goodness. Um. <laughs> Phil Kessel becoming a three-time Stanley Cup champion. Man, they rode this guy so hard when he was in Toronto. Do you remember when they did the 
all-star game that year in Vegas where they had two captains and then they had to pick their teams and Phil Kessel was picked last. last. <laughs> like, like people dogged that guy so hard. Now, Phil Kessel, a three-time Stanley Cup champion. People still can't let him win, though. If you, like, look up Phil Kessel oh, on Twitter, bro, I know. talk about he only played, like, two <laughs> games in the series. Yeah, no, but, I mean, he was a big part of getting them there, though. Like, yeah. you can't deny that. Phil Sitting. Kessel was a big part of getting them there. <laughs> they were like, I know. I was sitting in the press, in the press box just... Just sucking back glizzies, yeah. eating hot dogs. There's all yeah. these, there's all these yeah. Photoshop pictures yeah. of Phil Kessel with hot dogs. Yeah, we. Uh, I saw. Um, I saw. Uh, there was a montage of three different pictures of Phil Kessel holding the cup up over his head from his three wins, and uh, the caption was, "Well, we, we at least know that he's worked out three times." Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I saw. Um, He's the best, though, man. Kessel's the best. The, what a guy. The hockey news on Twitter yeah. had a quote from Phil Kessel, and I couldn't find like a video of this. No, but I this quote's going around everywhere, and I don't know if it's actually true or not. But it, allegedly, Phil Kessel said, takes me back to my Toronto days. You guys said I couldn't win, and now I'm a three time champ. Remember that? Yeah. Um, but, uh, Vegas is a, is a wild place to win a Stanley cup. I mean, it's a wild place anyway, but, uh, here's Phil Kessel after the game. How do you plan to celebrate tonight? The boy with the boys. Obviously it's going to be a fun night and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, try not to throw up. Well, <laughs> all right. Good luck with that. And congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Just try not to throw up Phil. Uh, Paul Maurice, uh, the head coach of the Florida Panthers after the game, because Matthew Kachuk was a scratch and people are like, how is Matthew Kachuk not like, how hurt do you have to be to not play in a game five? Because he's been their star uh, Mm -hmm. this, this whole playoff run. So here's Paul Maurice explaining what kind of shape Matthew Kachuk was in for game four and why he had to sit out for game five. I'm not sure it's his collarbone and sternum clavicle SI joint is I think the words that I heard, but um, he'll heal fine from it. Um, he got into the next game, and because he is so smart, he can find a way around the ice. He can find. A, I think he had three of our best chances to score in that game, but he couldn't do the things that he can do to finish. But the the next day after the full game that he played off, it he was. I mean, he he didn't dress himself for the game. Somebody helped him get his gear on. Somebody tied his skates. Somebody put his sweater on for him. Oh wow. Uh, but the next day when he came in, he was in significant pain. So there wasn't really a question of whether he'd be able to play or not. Yeah, he, oh, he played He played wow. game four with a broken sternum. Jeez. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. Like crazy. hockey players are next level. Also, that is the that was the second time in two days that a Florida team lost the playoffs. Oh, Miami no. Heat. Miami, Miami. <laughs> Yeah. It was the Heat and the Panthers both oh, got bounced. Back-to-back back loses. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Disney just announced some major shifts and delays on their release calendar. Some of these dates that they're throwing out here now, man, I don't even, I can't even comprehend. Well, like two, three years? The live action Momoa is uh, now June 2025. Oh, that's uh, not bad. Uh, the un- new untitled Star Wars film, December 2026. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Where will we be? Avatar 3, 2025. Avatar 4, 2029. Avatar 5, 2031. What? 
No, I'll lose interest by then. <laughs> I lost. I, I already I, lost interest. I didn't bro, watch the latest I, one. I tried. Roxy woke me up six times during it. Yeah. I was so the bored. The new Avatar? It's the not bad. Avatar. It's so boring. I care about no character in that entire franchise. Mm-hmm. I have no attachment to anyone. I don't care about anything that's going on. So go enjoy your right? 2031. But you weren't fascinated how they stuck the tail in the monster <laughs> to fly? No. Um, <laughs> never have been. Is never, that how it works? Ne- never, never have been. <laughs> you stick it in and it gives you electricity. <laughs> yes. Over on the Marvel side of Shut things. Up, <laughs> over on the Marvel side of things, Captain America Brave New World is moving up to May 3rd, 2024. Thunderbolts. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Thunderbolts, December 2024. Uh, the new Blade, February 2025. Fantastic <laughs> Four. May 2025, Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, May 2026. Hey, have they announced whether or not Jonathan Majors is going to no. like still play Kang? No, they have not. I haven't heard anything. Deadpool, May 2024, Deadpool 3, and then Avengers Secret Wars, May 2027. Oh, man. Oh, we're going to be so old by then. May 2027 for Avengers Secret Wars. There you go. Are they giving it... Um, a reason for all these delays? No. Oh. They're just they just keep sticking it in and seeing if it works. And then if it doesn't, they just they just shift it back farther, right? That's the way it works. Like that's the way. It's like you, you when things are so crammed, mm-hmm. you got to try and find space and then some stuff gets moved to the front and some stuff gets moved to the back and then you sort of just step back and and see where you are and then you realize that something that you know people are really really going to love is uh they're just going to have to wait a little bit longer for. It. I think that that's just human nature, right, Sham? Sounds so heavenly. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. A nonprofit employee in Chicago says that he's the victim of a disturbing form of retaliation after he found three severed heads on his desk. He believes they were left there in response to a complaint he made last month. So this all went down at the Chicago-based Anatomical Gift Association. So... It's a more than a hundred year old nonprofit organization that manages willed body donations for medical research and education. In other words, they deal with human body parts, mm-hmm. right? It's a nonprofit. So if somebody donates their bodies to science, these are the folks who deal with the parts. And the heads just are there on his desk? So Dale Wheatley, who's the employee, formally complained about how those donated bodies were being handled by the organization. Wheatley filed a police report after the heads, which were found in a blue storage tub on his desk, which he believes came from somebody within the organization as a direct result of him filing a complaint about how the bodies were handled by his coworkers. Hmm. So... When he asked why they were at his desk, his boss allegedly told him this. I don't know, Dale. There's a lot of strange things going on. (laughs) Get back to work, (laughs) Dale. (laughs) Wow. So it's the boss that did it. Possibly. Right. Or the boss knew. Uh Uh-huh. Or whatever. Yeah, the boss knows trying to throw Dale off. I don't know, Dale. There's a lot of strange things going on. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> what Doug? else? Tell me, Doug. Yeah, what, what else? else? What, what else? strange things are happening around here, <laughs> yeah. Doug? Yo. Tell me right now, Doug. I got three seven heads on my desk that say otherwise. <sighs> yep. It's not normal, Doug. It's not normal. 
I eat lunch there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Doug and Dale. Always going back and forth, huh? <laughs> going head to head, though. No? Hey! <sighs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Tory Lane's legal team uh, has oh, his God. sentencing over uh, Meg Thee Stallion uh, shooting delayed until August. So prosecutors have asked that uh, Tory Lane's receive a sentence of 13 years in prison over his conviction on three felony counts, assault with an semi-automatic firearm, um, having a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle, and discharging firearm firearm with gross negligence. Uh, Los Angeles Superior Court Judge David Hereford yesterday approved the request made by Tory Lane's legal team. Uh, they have asked for an extension for extra time to prepare a sentencing memorandum. This all stems from the uh, house party shooting that happened up in the Hollywood Hills on July twelfth, twenty twenty. So he could it could be it could be thirteen years, it could be twenty two and deportation and all that other stuff. But uh, it's looking like Tory Lanez is going to go to the joint for this. Wait, deportation back here. I think yes. Back to Canada? Yeah. We don't now, want him? I, now I don't know whether that would happen like after sentencing or or after his time served or I don't know how that works when you deport somebody. Like I think that like do do they deport him and then he comes back here? But like I think that you have to know that somebody charged with that in a place like Canada is going to do like three years max. Mm-hmm. Right? When you get deported, like, and you're on a flight, do you still get access to the drink cart and everything? Um, I'm going to say no. No? You don't Mm-mm. think so? No. Like water. Yeah. Like you right? can't order from the Air Canada menu? No, no. Maybe you do, but I think you're in cuffs. Like, I think that you would have to have somebody bring your cup up to your to your lips so you, can use, so you can use the straw. Right? So like if he ordered one of those, like, mini cans of Pringles yeah. that they charge you, like, 20 bucks for. Right. Which so hit different off- on a plane, by the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like someone's going <laughs> like, to feed him a Pringle, and I, then you get so thirsty after all that. Yes. Then got to, like, maybe put a straw in the bottle of water. Yeah, I, I, I would think maybe. Well, who starts his movie for him? I don't know. I think you can maybe do that with your, yeah. Like, you can't do it with your face. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, people put their bum fingers all over those screens. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he doesn't get movies. No, 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 no. Don't you don't think they wouldn't give one my movie to watch? Nah. No? Okay. Nah, 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 all right. Nah. All right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the weekend is defending his character on The Idol. Mm. So this in response to the scathing GQ review of the show. Uh, the weekend then sat down with GQ. Uh, so they said, to hear you describe it, we're not supposed to find that scene in episode two overtly sexy. This is that weird sex scene that they did where it's a lead up to a sex scene. It's not even the sex scene. And so the weekend says this, no, there's nothing sexy about it. When we use basic instinct, cause there's one moment in the show where they're watching uh, basic instinct. Um, uh, he goes on to say, uh, in that film, there are other moments that are very cheesy and hilarious as well. So however you're feeling watching that scene in the idol, mm. whether it's discomfort or you feel gross or you feel embarrassed for the characters, it's all those emotions adding up to this referring to his character. This guy is in way over his head. This situation is one where he is not supposed to be there. And then defending the sex scene's graphic content, The weekend said, he's despicable. He's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Why sugarcoat it? Mm-hmm. There's nothing really mysterious or hypnotizing about him. Mm-hmm. And we did that on purpose. So I think, that, I think that he thinks that we're supposed to see that character as like a loser? And not him? But you know what I mean? Like... 
like like we're supposed to look at this guy like oh my god this guy's a hustler and he's in way over his head and he's so uncomfortable in these situations and he's just like yeah but the, the problem with that is that they haven't even established this character nothing like, at yeah. all it's yeah, been two, two episodes, episodes in. in no and there's only five no, he's making excuses. So what? Like episode right? three, there's going to be this big reveal or this grand turnaround for the character. But I think, yeah, I think that he thinks that we're watching that, like we're supposed to see that character as like some low level hustler who's in way over his head, as opposed to a gross rapey bar douche. There's been nothing in the show that would lead us to think that way. No, nothing. Well, we at have all. to wait for season two. No, <laughs> there's not going to be a season two. The, of the, the show dropped a hundred thousand in viewership from episode one to two. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're going to get a season two out of that. I really don't. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so the looming uh, SAG strike, the actors' strike, is really looking like it could have the potential to screw up a lot of release plans for really big movies because they have to do publicity for these movies, mm-hmm. right? And the deadline is June 30th that all the actors may go on strike. And if they go on strike, they won't be doing any publicity for their giant movies that are coming out. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has moved its press day from July to June. Oh, no. And that new anime, man, that new movie looks amazing. Mission Impossible, which opens July 12th. They've moved up their press day to June 18th, 19th. However, uh, the new uh, Chris Nolan, Oppenheimer, Mm -hmm. and Barbie are both sticking and rolling the dice, doing their press for two (laughs) giant movies on July 7th and 8th. Are they going to piss off the writers? Does that show that they're not in solidarity? No, no, no. If the strike goes through, they won't do press for the movie. Oh, they won't do press. Sorry. They won't do press if the strike goes through. The Barbie press stuff is in June. They're doing it in June? So End of the, June. The, so, but who's doing it, though? We don't know yet. Yeah. No, well, Margot Robbie and um, Ryan Gosling, um, they announced, didn't they announce? They announced on, on Twitter the other day. Are what? Both, what do you are, know? Yeah, are I both don't know. coming? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. They said. They said. But anyway, I don't know. That's according Crossing to Crossing the border. Who knows? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Donald Trump. Man, oh, man. So uh, Trump pleaded not guilty yesterday in Miami to 37 uh, counts of indictment, accusing him of deliberately keeping uh, classified information as Palm Beach House gov- government documents. Not guilty 37 times? No. They don't uh, like read out um, each charge and then he has to say so. not guilty, not no, guilty, I think that they can just lunch them all, lump them all together, but maybe they did. I don't know. I didn't watch. Uh, highly sensitive uh, defense weapons and nuclear information, as well as obstructing of justice by U.S. authorities. Uh, as part of the 37 count, again, 37 count indictment. This all went down yesterday, the day before Donald Trump's birthday, and he immediately took the stage uh, and and allowed his followers to give him what may be the most weak-ass version of happy birthday by a group of white folks you will ever hear. You know, Joe didn't have your mind. Have a drink. It's a little bit cooler than it was, but it's pretty hot out here. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Great birthday. Happy birthday. Great birthday. <laughs> nice birthday, isn't it? Oh, no. To who? 
so uncoordinated. It's like, they, birthday. it's like they forgot the words. Wonderful birthday. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying happy birthday. I was with I was with Eric and Laura, the kids. Happy birthday, Grandpa. Happy and I said, oh, great. I just got charged with they want 400 years approximately. If you add them all up, a fake, a fake 400 years. Oh, thank you, darling. That's so nice. This flip is my favorite. What is going on? Happy birthday, Grandpa. What is even happening? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, So Tom Holland's got that brand new show on Apple TV called The Crowded Room, and the reviews for it were not good at all. Um, But he did an interview last week where he was talking about how it was such an an emotional uh, experience shooting this show that it really, really took it out of him. And he said that he was uh, taking a year off. So here's Tom Holland from last week. You know, I really enjoyed it. I I loved the learning curve of becoming a producer. I'm no stranger to hard work. I've always sort of lived by this idea that hard work is good work. Um, And I really enjoyed it. But then again, the show did break me. There did come a time where I was sort of was like, I need to have a break. I disappeared. I went to Mexico for a week and had some time on a beach and lay low. Uh, And I'm now taking a year off. And, you know, that is a result of how difficult this show was. So he says, I'm now taking a year off. Right. I did all this. I did all this. I'm now taking a year off. Well, somehow this got spun in that he's taking a year off because of bad reviews. But listen to Tom Holland say, no, that's not what I said. The rumor mill has said that you've taken a year off. Right. Of act. Can you explain? I mean, thank yes. you for taking the, the year rumor off mill. Uh, after you did this show. <laughs> that would have so been funny. terrible. Obviously, the crowded room came out. We didn't have very favorable reviews. So the the. Uh, press story was that I have taken this year off because of the reviews. But I'm eight months into my year off. I've been chilling at home in London. You've been going to Grand Prix. Going to Grand Prix, playing golf. But what I will like to say is I would like to say a massive thank you to my fans and the people that have seen the show, because we're at a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. But he literally said, and now I'm taking a year off. And that was from last week. Yeah. Yeah. The rumor mill. The rumor mill. You started it. Mm -hmm. Tom. It's your rumor. So go away for a year, bro. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to force the man to take the, the, the year off that he promised he was no, going to. But do I don't care that much. Say what you mean, mean what you say. <laughs> See you in eight months. Wow. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Lady Gaga fans are very upset at Lady Gaga for doing an ad for migraine medication and partnering with Pfizer. Really? Calling her a sellout. Uh, so what? she posted this on social media here. You can play the commercial and then we'll come back and I'll tell you why people are pissed. I know what it's like to perform through pain. If you're like me, one of the millions suffering from pain caused by migraine, Nurtec ODT may help. It's the only medication that can treat a migraine when it strikes and prevent migraine attacks. Treat and prevent all in one. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec. Allergic reactions can occur even days after using. Most common side effects were nausea, indigestion, and stomach pain. We're in this together. Talk to a doctor about Nurtec ODT. So, so are people and bad? then she goes through and like there's all the side effects and everything else. So uh, she was always like, I'm not into this for the money kind of person. Right. Um, so people are saying, quote, uh, girl, what the hell happened that you're like this and care about money? 
What? <sighs> and nothing else anymore. And then some fans have uh, sort of linked their attacks on Gaga to Pride Month, saying it's Pride Month and you've posted two different ads because she did another one for makeup, but don't have the time to say anything about the terrifying campaign against trans rights. Somebody else wrote, this is so heartbreaking and disheartening. Not a single post about Pride and the attack on our trans brothers and sisters and suffering. No fan interaction, no music. Uh, even the Chromatica ball seems to be shelved and you guys care all you guys care about now is money and paid partnerships this is terribly disappointing so what happened is some people are bringing up the fact that when they went to the chromatica ball one of the shows mm -hmm. there were signs everywhere in the auditorium uh, that said they would be filming that night. Okay. And fans thought that this was going to be part of like a new Gaga video or a documentary or like some big Gaga project. Mm -hmm. But that footage from that night at the Chromatica Ball was actually what they wound up using for this commercial. Oh, okay. and so And so fans are pissed. They feel duped that they were part of her Pfizer deal as opposed to being in a Lady Gaga video. So they're pissed at her. Okay. Your thoughts, Maury? I agree with... I only agree she should be posting stuff about Pride because she was all about born this way. Sure. But if she wants to do a commercial for headache medicate, you do you. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Yeah, people are very upset with her. Like, like Yo, pay me, I'll do an ad for like, Nerd Tech. <laughs> nerd Tech? <laughs> Not what it is. Nerd Tech? Something like that. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, they did a poll and uh, asked people to give them the number and that number is what would you consider to be rich and this includes cash properties cars and bling like you can include all assets that somebody would have what is the number where you would say either you or somebody else should be considered rich what is that number like five million bucks Mocha says five million. Shem? Yeah, I was leaning to five, but I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and say ten. Ten million to be rich. To be rich. Okay. Truly rich. Okay. What about if I uh told you that the number oh, do you have a number, Maureen? I was gonna say, honestly, three million. Three million. It's lower than all of you. What? what? So according to the poll, um, people said that uh the number is two point two million. In assets, which include cash, property, cars, and bling, no. is what you consider to be um, rich. No. But I guess being rich and feeling rich are two different things. Mm -hmm. And that's all I don't think you can feel rich off well. two million because of your property taxes and everything. <laughs> in this economy? So out of the people they polled, um, those who had assets in and around, so total accumulative um, wealth of $560,000, 48% of those people said that they feel wealthy. Mm. Not necessarily rich. But Roz, so what does it feel like to be rich? I have no idea, Maury. I'm broke as a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about me and my money. That's smart investing. Okay. That is nothing. No, no, no. You don't so know. You Man, don't I know. feel so bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, no. let's start up a GoFundMe for <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Could you, though? I really, like, I would, that would be, like, so helpful <laughs> if somebody started that for me, a GoFundMe. I'd have to come up with some sort of reason, though, I guess, because you, oh, you can't need, just, you can't you hustle a, people. You, you need a ninth lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> Tenth. <laughs> That's how Ross achieved the goal.
<laughs> listen, you get let's. I don't remember doing stories like that again on this I show. Feel so bad for you, bro. Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, Look, I know. Thank you. I appreciate on, it. Let me buy can, another copy of your book. I can. I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone. Get on Amazon. Get on Amazon. Venmo. Yeah, Venmo. Yeah, I, Venmo. Get the, Venmo. Yeah, I was just gonna. Say, what are the? Uh, I gotta get an OnlyFans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're already on WikiFeet. Yes, I know. I asked. I, I floated the idea to Catherine the other day because we were talking about it, just like somebody brought it up in the house about uh, OnlyFans. Um, no, Feet Finder. Oh, right. Where I was just like, what? I'm, I was like joking around. I'm like, I'm going to start posting my feet on Feet Finder, see how much money I can make. And I'm just like, I'll just do like lawn, like just me after I mow the lawn. It's only mm. going to be pictures of my feet, like covered in grass clippings and everything else. Just that. Right. And I, I thought for a second that I was going to get the, the okay. Right. Like, yeah, go for it. Support. See how much you can make. You do. Right. You, you do. Yeah. Right. It's just my feet. Like whatever. It's just my feet. Nah, it's not going to happen. I was kind of pissed. Say? I was kind of pissed. Say? Nothing. No, she was just like, no. And like there was, there was your feet. There was no discussion, right? There was no yeah. discussion. I'm like, it's just feet. Like I'm not like putting my feet in things, yeah. right? I'm not dressing things. my feet up in like a, like panties and stuff, right? Uh-huh. Like I'm just, it's just my feet. And I'll even keep it like very generic and PG, yeah. like just shots of my feet. And she said it was too personal. Well, like, it's my feet. Was it ankle down or were you including the ankle? No, just my feet, man. Hair just no my hair. feet. Hair? Yeah, like on your toes? I ain't got no hair on my toes. Yes, you do on your Ooh, big toe. You no, make butt. Maybe you, you maybe I don't. That? What do you look like a hobbit down there, Chef? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Chris Hemsworth sort of walking back his. Uh, I guess there was a story, but he was like retiring from acting or taking a long time off from acting. So he did a show on Disney Plus. It was the Adventure Series Limitless, and when he was promoting that. Uh, it coincided with an episode that they were doing on death. And when he did that, he agreed to take a genetic test, which ultimately revealed that he was at risk of developing Alzheimer's. So he had um, eight, oh, right. which, which, which according to his genetic testing, made him eight to 10 times higher than the general population due to the fact that he had two copies of the APOE4 gene. Uh, he got one from his mom and then one from his dad, which up to chances of Alzheimer's. So at the time, he just really seemed like he, he that he was walking away from show business for at least a long time. Uh, so he's out now promoting uh, his uh, new movie on Netflix. And uh, this is Chris sort of clarifying with E.T. whether or not he is walking away from acting. It was a revelation that you wanted to simplify your life and kind of maybe take a brief hiatus from acting because of your predisposition to Alzheimer's. Just to clarify, it all got a little sort of blown out of proportion. I wanted to take time off because I'd been working for 10 years and I got three kids that I wanted to spend more time with. And so I did, I had seven or eight months at home um, and the information about the, the predisposition was, look, I'm in a high risk category, but it's not a certainty. It allowed me to make a whole bunch of other changes within, from nutrition to my training to my mental fitness. Speaking of longevity in life, you're celebrating your 40th birthday coming here in August. Yeah, How you feeling? How you celebrating? And what are you, what are you hoping for in this next chapter of life? So I'd be able to, to travel, make great, great, you know, tell great stories, have my family with me, um, and just continue enjoying life, you know. Uh, extraction 2 is what he was promoting. Did you see the first Extraction? Mm-mm. You didn't? No, it was it's good. kind of cool. It was kind of good. It was a good action film. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. It was really good. Okay. Yeah, you should check it out. It's All just right. like lots of like, I don't know, like Extractions? shootings. 
No, it's guns. yeah, lots of guns. Right. Lot, yeah, a lot lots, of action. A lot of action. Takes okay. place in like the jungle, like in South America and stuff like that. And okay. they gotta go in and get a guy or get a thing or get a whatever. I don't even know anymore. I can't remember. But it was good. He's really good <laughs> in it. I don't I don't know what they have to extract. I don't know. But it was great. Yeah, it was the great. I really yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Sounds like it. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh Kevin Costner's estranged wife, Christine, uh remains at their $145 million California compound and is refusing Ooh. to leave following the divorce. So she was spotted. She's staying on the Dutton Ranch? So she was spotted at the house uh, yesterday uh, amid news now that uh, Kevin Costner is taking legal steps to get her to leave the house after filing divorce last month. So Kevin Costner said that under the terms of their prenup agreement, his wife had 30 days to move out of the house. And she didn't. And he now thinks that this is because she's trying to alter their prenuptial agreement and I guess get more money out of them or something. I don't know. Uh, Costner said that he's already provided her with $1.45 million under the terms of their prenup, uh, which gives her ample funds to procure another place to live. So where does he stay then? I think he's still there too. He's still I don't in the house. know. I, I, he I comes home know. every day and he sees her and she, he's like, Bro, the house. You're still here? You would have to go looking. Well, unless he's in the guest house. You would have to go looking. Like, the house is incredible. Mm. It's a $145 million house. So it's not like, like oh, okay, yeah. Not. So it's not just one front door. No. <laughs> no. Right. No. It's like 10 like, front doors. I'm, I think he probably just found out she hadn't left. <laughs> Are you still here? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I thought you left already. Yeah. Was, yeah. You signed the paperwork. Yeah, because it takes a month to find somebody in that place. That's how long. That's how long it takes. Like he tried uh, to get into the bathroom and it was locked. I was like, who's in there? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. 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 She's like, I'm just doing my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Ten yeah. more minutes, I promise. Yeah. He went on Netflix and he was like, I never started watching this show. Yeah. Would you like to continue? Well, yeah. No. Who, who was? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's an awful way to find out somebody's still living in your house, huh? Yeah. Through Netflix. Netflix. Oh, that would scare you. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the National Music Publishers Association has sued Twitter. They did this uh, yesterday, alleging that it violates the copyright of songwriters by using their music on the platform. Uh, Twitter is one of the only major social media platforms that doesn't pay for music rights to the holders uh, that it licenses out the work for. Uh, so YouTube, yes. Facebook, yes. Snap, yes. TikTok, yes. Music's a big part of TikTok. Uh, they all have agreements collectively with the music publishers. Um, so what they say is that they are looking for up to $150,000 for every piece of work infringed. Oh no. So after years of, yeah, I know. so after years of fighting with platform over their fair use, music rights holders have settled their disputes with several of the largest tech companies to give you a sense of what they paid. Okay. Yeah. Or what Twitter could be looking at if they have to pay. So alphabet, which is uh, YouTube, they paid $6 billion <sighs> last year to the music industry Damn. over the course of 12 months. Uh, Facebook, Oh, who owns uh, Meta, who owns Facebook, uh, paid hundreds of millions of dollars a year that allows customers to post music videos on Facebook. And Twitter pays nothing. Wow. That's actually really shocking. Nothing. They pay no music rights whatsoever. So I don't know what's going to happen, but that is a Are lot of Are you just not going to be allowed to post 
they may just but who, anything but that hurts the platform though right like they may i don't know i don't know what their lawyers are going to do with this but i don't know how you get around it i don't i, I don't know i have no Ooh. i don't know what the sort of legality is behind this but i had no idea that twitter didn't pay yeah like none at all why do you think elon musk so rich He's but not- this was before elon they never paid that's crazy to me. But yeah, they're looking at for $150,000 for every single piece of infringed music That's on Twitter. <laughs> Go through Twitter's history. Their new slogan, Twitter. I don't pay for music. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Damn. That's Elon. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, according to a new report, uh, people go in and they do these deep dives into what people make and celebrities and all this other stuff. There was always this list of who they considered to be the highest grossing actor in Hollywood. Not for how much money they have made, but okay. how much have the movies they've been in gone on to make? Like, who is the individual oh. who has been a part of the Movies that have made collectively the most out of any actor's body of work, right? I have one name in mind. Who's that? Tom Cruise. No. I have another name in mind. Yes. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No. Denzel Washington. No. No. Will Smith. No. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. So Sam Jackson was a long time the number one. Oh. Star Wars and Marvel. And Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And he did uh, a couple like uh, M Night movies, and he's yes. done he's done a lot of stuff, right? Like Sam Sam Jackson was up there. <laughs> I didn't check the resume. So Sam Jackson slipped to third on oh. the list. Oh. Sam Jackson slipped to third. So Samuel Jackson, forty three films, grossing fourteen point three six billion dollars at number two. Obviously, you oh. know it's going to be somebody who's attached to a giant franchise. Robert Downey Jr. Yes, right. At Iron number Man. two is Robert Downey Jr. And also, he has the like the he has. I mean, he's got a whole bo- giant body of work. Forty three films, fourteen point three nine billion dollars. There is a new number one whose body of work is only thirty three films. <gasps> Harrison Ford, incorrect. Oh. Not Harrison Ford. It's gonna be something Marvel. Um... And I don't know like how they got to this number, but the the total is fourteen point five two billion dollars. Billion. Billion. Is it is Captain it? America? No, it's Scarlett Johansson. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else she's been in though. Like I don't know. Like she did. I guess like she did Ghost she in the was, Shell. But did that make money? Was no, her, but she, she was in pretty much Jungle Yeah, she's Book. Black Widow, but she's been in like all the Marvel. But so is Sam Jackson, and so has movies. Robert Downey Jr. Right. So that's a push. Hmm. So it's like, what else has she done? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, apparently she's number one. Good for her. I guess. Yeah. It's a lot of money. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, do you have that Kim K clip there? Yes. Okay. So uh, what would About you like what makes say? Her- yes. What would you say is Kim Kardashian's biggest turn on? Because she revealed it in a recent episode. Like abs? the show. It could be abs. It could be abs. Shem, what do you say would be Kim Kardashian's biggest turn on? Um, I was gonna say athletes. At, oh well, no, no, spe- <laughs> specific a specific oh. trait or uh, sense of humor characteristic. Oh, okay, good one. okay, good one, damn it, uh, Mocha, Mocha, Mocha. You say what? Kim Kardashian. 
What makes her horny? What would you say? What would you say? Mm. Kissing up on the neck. There you go. Uh, Mocha, please play the clip and have it be revealed. Number one, protect me. Number two, fight for me. Number three, good hygiene. I mean, that's like a given. I think I should even take that off. Number four, calm. Five, no mom or dad issues. Six, patient. Seven, supportive. Genuinely happy for me. Successful. Good teeth. Teeth are like one of my biggest turn-ons. The straighter, the hornier I'll get. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But not kidding. Spontaneous, fun. My friends and family love him. Someone that can be a role model for my kids, especially that my boys can look up to. No heavy baggage. I have enough. Taller than me. Someone that loves to work out. A motivated person. An independent person that's not clingy. And someone with good taste. No balding. No balding. Yo, Shem out here grinning like Straight you even got a shot. Till the very good end. Teeth. I, I, I the I the entire time that Kim was was talking here, uh-huh. Shem was like, Yo, smirking and, and, and nodding his head. <laughs> she did, said did, straight did, did you see a little bit of yourself in that list, Shaq? Well, there's not the reasons that I'm, uh, yeah. I think I'd be high on Kim Kardashian's list. Oh, you think you're the perfect match No, for no, 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 no. Not no, the perfect. No. I am not a fan of no, Kim that no. way. Oh. <laughs> no, sir. You are not? Really? No. no. Kim, not attracted to Kim Kardashian at all? I'm not. No. At all? Not at all. Really? Nah. What is it? I know too much. You do. Seen too much. Yeah. Uh, that shouldn't bother you, though. It would. No. Uh, yeah. Ladies live their lives. No, you know? no. I listen. Lady, everybody's got a past. Yeah, everybody. Not yes. everybody has a reality show. Mm. And oh, Kanye West is an ex. Hey, that's oh, right. That's Who tough. wants that? I don't. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, question. Uh, according to a recent poll, how often uh, should you change your socks after you wear them? Like, do you change? Like, oh, every day. Do you like ever rewear socks? Mm-hmm. No. No? Uh-uh. Yes. no. Like if I wear my socks for the day, yeah, then that's it. That's it. It's a wrap. That's it. Shem? Yeah, I change them every day, like underwear. Maury? No, I wear no. them all the time. Oh, but like without washing them. That's right. Yeah. How many would you say? Uh, the socks I'm wearing right now, yes. I wore yesterday here. You did. You saw these socks before. Right. But you wore these to work yesterday, all yeah. day. Did, yes. uh, did you live your whole dog. life? Walked the dog, Ugh. came home, took the socks off, went to bed, woke I always, up this morning, put the socks back on. Yeah, they're crumpled up on the floor by the bed, and I put them back on the next day. Like a nasty. 33% of people said that they never re-wear socks once they've uh, been taken off their feet. Uh-huh. So even if it is a midday shower, like they won't yeah. even put them on after the shower, the same socks. They socks start, that they start I wore fresh socks. yesterday. Yes. Perfect example. Socks I wore yesterday to do the show in here. I wore the same socks when I worked out in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then after I took a shower yesterday afternoon, brand new socks. Really? Huh? Those socks wow. went oh, into the hamper. Uh, 30% yeah. of people said that they maybe rewear them, but only once if they feel like they're still clean. Uh, 12% of people said that they will rewear them only if uh, they take a shower in the middle of the day. 22% of people said that socks can last multiple days. Multiple days? Yes. I'm in the 22%. Right? And 3% of people claim that they never wash their socks. No, I, I Matthew at least washes them. Right. But you will go, what's the longest you've gone on the same pair of socks, More Three days. Three days. Three days. What kind of nuttiness is this? Right? <laughs> but they air out while I'm sleeping. Just, what do you mean? But you just said you crumple them up. And I know, but the they're floor. not on my foot, so they have a moment away from me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like a lot of things. Twenty-two percent of people said socks last multiple days. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from six to ten on Kiss ninety-two five. Kiss ninety-two five dot com or download the Kiss ninety-two five app.